0: Penn State versus Illinois in the Big Ten Tournament. Can the Nittany Lions make it three in a row? Not so fast, say the experts. You are Locked On, Nittany Lions. Your daily podcast on the Penn State
1: Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And thanks for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is Zach Saco, your host of Locked on Nittany Lions, joined by, once again, the expert himself, Com Radio's Penn State men's basketball insider. That is Adam Sheets over on the other side. Adam, what's up? Thanks for doing another live show here on Locked on Nittany Lions.
1: Oh, not much. You know, just getting ready. Big game on Thursday with Penn State and Illinois. Just kind of preparing for it. You know, a lot of great basketball this week. Just got to sit back and enjoy champ week here in college basketball. Yeah, the Big Ten tournament is finally here. Let's let's just get right
0: into it, Adam. Penn State versus Illinois. I, it seems like this is, you know, we're, They play Thursday, uh, and Vegas is still putting its analytics together. Uh, But it looks like Illinois is going to be a one-point favorite. The score is going to be projected 70-69. to So the age-old question is here, because it's the most important thing. Can Penn
1: State make it three in a row against Illinois? I think they can. I think, you know, this is a favorable matchup. We've talked about it a lot on the show about how Penn State matches up with Illinois. You know, the all the guards really make it really hard on this Illinois team to defend. They're not a great defensive team. They have some good defenders, but not top to bottom a very good defensive team, especially against Penn State, who's had their way. Jalen Pickett averaging over thirty points per game against this Illinois team had the forty-one point eight assist performance in the Bryce Jordan Center on February fourteenth. Just the way this game matches up, it could be very interesting. I think. The one thing Illinois struggled with is they've really struggled to slow Penn State down when they get in these games by slowing the pace, making this a half-court game, being able to dominate them inside with Dane Danger and Terrence Shannon, Shannon Jr.'s ability to get to the basket. They have not been able to really slow it, make it a half-court game. I think that's a more favorable matchup for Brad Underwood and his team. Penn State's been able to make these track meets get up and down, allow Andrew Funk to knock down shots. Miles Dredd played well in the game out in Champaign in December, and he's come coming off a really good game against Maryland. So I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup, and it's really styles make fights. The style has favored Penn State in the first two matchups, and I think not much going to change. I think they're going to be able to play that way. It's going to be a matter of if they're knocking down those shots, if they'll be able to find a way to win it.
0: Yeah. Nobody saw Penn state winning that first game out in Mm -hmm. Illinois. That was 74 to 59 and Penn state saw Jalen Pickett and Andrew Funk score 20 uh, both in that game. And then Penn state followed it up by scoring even more points the next time around. Uh, But Illinois had an interesting finish to the season, uh, beating Northwestern, then losing to Ohio state, beating Michigan in double overtime, and then making it close with Purdue, making it very respectable. If, and we're going to talk about Penn state's path through the big 10 tournament. Also just our general thoughts about some sleeper teams can Penn state, you know, just because it is a favorable path, how likely are they to be a contender in this big 10 tournament as a 10 seed, but Penn state to Illinois is going to be a little more sharp this time. I think because you beat, you lost to them twice beating a team three times as hard enough as it is. I, I know uh, the immediate mm-hmm. example is well. Back in 2008, I know, I know <laughs> I, it's very doable. And I didn't know that Penn state could have beaten Ohio state three times back. And I said, I think I said the exact same thing, you know, three times that's really tough. It's a neutral site. Uh, things are different, but how much does this matchup carry over there? Because like you said, Illinois doesn't like the fast pace. They don't like the small lineup. Uh, it, it takes some of their, are bigger, they, and their better players are the, I mean, I know they have Shannon. Uh, he just got, you know, named all, all big 10, a uh, very talented player, but he hasn't been as effective in those games. So even someone, someone like him, who is a guard who can match up with the speed, Illinois still hasn't been able to figure out Penn state when they go five
1: guards. Yeah, I mean they haven't been able to figure out, and that's going to be the big question. Can Brad Underwood make those adjustments? You know, they had a lot of time to really look at this game. You know, they knew they were going to play Penn State on Sunday, so you have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You're looking at two games of film, and you're really able to see like what's going to work and what's not going to work. Illinois is not a deep team; they only go about eight deep. They don't really trust a lot of guys on their bench, especially since the Sky Clark left the program. Um, So they're really trying to figure some things out there. But I think their entire philosophy is going to be. Let's get Penn State's front court in foul trouble by going into Dane Danger, attacking off the dribble, and really putting a lot of pressure on the interior defense of this Penn State team. Penn State struggled with that. Illinois shot a lot of free throws inside the Bryce Jordan Center when they played. They scored 81 points. The problem was they gave up 93. So they've got to mm-hmm. be sharp. They've got to play smart. Get inside. Get to the foul line. And then their defense got to sure it up. You got to hope Penn State doesn't shoot the lights out like they're one to do. And you got to be able to limit Jalen Pickett. Force him to become an outside shooter he hit the most threes he hit in that Illinois game on February 14th but that's not where he wants to really play he's not a guy who wants to stay outside and shoot threes gotta make him play outside don't let him get in that mid post to be able to get to the basket because that's when he puts so much pressure on your defense and he's kicking it out to shooters or he's just scoring on you like he did in the game in the Bryce Jordan Center
0: funny enough this Illinois team actually matches up you know, very well for itself anyway, against Penn state, Mm -hmm. you know, these, these teams that are are just, they're a little bigger. uh, They're really good defensively. And somehow Penn state's been able to buck that trend of someone that would typically fall into the kryptonite category of, you know, slower paced. They clean up the glass. uh, They're a D they're a consolidated team, right? Like you said, they're eight deep, but they're, they're very quality. They don't really taper off when they get to the seventh or eighth guy. So Illinois has a lot of talent uh, through, even though it's lineup is a little smaller, a little more consolidated there. Uh, But Penn state has beaten those teams, at least down the stretch, the, the Michigan's the Northwestern's the Illinois, the teams that I would think that they struggle with. So Adam, save your prediction for just a moment, because in this upcoming segment, we'll give our score prediction, talk about the path that Penn state has in the big 10 tournament. And, how we think the tournament itself will unfold. But first a word from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is built bar looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories. Then you got to try a built bar. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise the taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious that you won't think they're good for you. And what makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably tasty flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Bilt.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. Pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club run-in, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. And thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. Check out Lockdown College Basketball's March Madness is here everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. That is locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you got something to contribute here is this is a live edition of locked on Nittany Lions pill, feel free to throw it in the chat. Uh, we'll take any questions, comments, score predictions, uh, Adam, what is your score prediction uh, as I think that Penn state can win this game. I, I think yeah. that Illinois uh, but I think Penn State's actually much different, if you can believe that. That's kind of what started the, the streak uh, of getting that win over Illinois, or at least this turning of the chapter for this Penn State team. But I actually think they're a much different team now than they were just
1: five, six games ago. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is a very different Penn State team, and it's crazy to say because they went into that Illinois game on February 14th, losing four straight games, and then they've won five mm-hmm. of six, starting with that win against Illinois. I think they're gonna get another win here, really punch that ticket, leave no doubt. I think they win around seventy-three to sixty-eight. I think I got it around there. Five point game. I think it's gonna be close. I think you know, Penn State's dominated the first two games, winning both by double digits, never trailed in the game at home. I think this one's a little closer, you know, nip and tuck down the stretch. I think Penn State, just that confidence playing against a team you know you can beat, you know, a team they have played really well against this year. I think they're going to hit some of those shots. I expect Andrew Funk to shoot the ball really well. This is going to be very important for him. You know, he struggled at times away from home to knock down shots now in Chicago. It's going to be huge for him to get off to that start. And I think Jalen Pickett, he has just been a matchup nightmare for this Illinois team. And I think he's just going to have another great performance. You know, he wasn't a unanimous all Big Ten first team selection. Some people didn't vote him. He was a consensus, but not a unanimous. I was only Trace Jackson, Davis and Zach Eady. So maybe a little something to prove there for him. And I think he's going to have a big game again against the fighting line and They're going to find a way to get that third straight over Illinois.
0: I think it's going to be a little lower scoring just because you're getting into that do or die mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, Penn State does have more to play for, so I'm just kind of weighing all the all the factors here, right, uh, to to give the listener to the viewer uh, a perspective. Uh, Illinois is safely in the tournament. They do not need this game, so they can play a little more relaxed. This is strictly for seating. Uh, Penn State is still on the bubble. I like to believe that even if they lose this game, they're in the play-in. I think they make the tournament, but I think they end up being that one of those 11 seeds that's got to battle it out. They're in the field of 68, but not necessarily the field of 64. If they win this game, I agree with you. That is, that is a guarantee. That is a certain no playing. They're in. That helps the resume. But I think this is a play-in team. If they do happen to lose this game, I think it's going to be low-scoring because Penn State every single possession is going to be valuable for both teams. And, and Penn State does play slower, if you can believe that. Even though they are a run type of team, they're a run and gun type of team. They they do play uh, slower, and they are one of the slower-paced teams in the country. So I'm going to go. 65 to 63 here, Penn State. I think it's going to be another close one. I don't think it's going to come down to a buzzer beater type of shot. I think Penn State will make its free throws. Uh, but I do think that, and especially since those first two games, at least for Penn State, it <laughs> was very high scoring. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you are going to get the reverse of that. You're going to get Penn State and Illinois hyper-focused on defense, especially when this is, again, this is do or die. It, it's win or go home type of situation. And that's where you get long drawn out possessions. So just, just be wary of that. You're not going to get this, this go, go, go type of mentality there um, from, from either team. Uh, now, Penn state, since we both like them to make it to the next round, that means they're going to face Northwestern who they beat as well, but this would be the second time that they're facing them. Uh, of course, this tournament's out in Chicago. So Illinois has got a little bit of home court advantage. And of course Northwestern also has a little bit of home court advantage here. Uh, So you have to take that into consideration. And then of course, some of the other top seeds include Purdue Michigan state was able to sneak in as well. So the big 10 tournament, uh, it's something I thought was interesting. Michigan one day is a two seed and now all the way back as an eight seed. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like I said, the big 10 tournament, uh, Sets up perfectly for Penn State, honestly. It the the matchups that they're not playing a team that that really hasn't exposed them this year. They're they're playing two teams, at least the way it's set up, where they have a favorable advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean they're definitely gonna have that advantage. They swept Illinois, they just beat Northwestern last week. So you got to feel really good if you're Penn State with the matchup. I know it's Northwestern and Illinois. Two teams are going to have really home court advantage in Chicago, but you're going to have a very confident Penn State team that's been very successful against two teams. And even if you go into the semifinal bracket, they'll be playing Indiana, who I think, Zach, you and I agree. Indiana is very different than they were when they played Penn State, but Penn State beat them by 19 in that game as well. Or it's going to be Maryland or maybe a Cinderella out of the 11-14, which would be Nebraska or Minnesota. But again, Again, that's all teams Penn State have beat on their side of the field on that bottom half Mm -hmm. of the bracket. Penn State's – every team out there, Penn State's beat. So they've got to feel really confident going into this tournament, whether it's a Cinderella run by someone or maybe they're that team that's upsetting teams as the 10 seed, making a run to Saturday in the semifinals and possibly to Sunday. They've got to feel good. Coach Shrewsbury's got to feel confident, and this team's got to play with that confidence when they get out there.
0: Yes, Indiana was that uh, third team. Is it Purdue – Northwestern believe it or not is the two seed Mm -hmm. and then Indiana is the three seed and Michigan state uh, under the circumstances didn't have that additional game to be played, but because they were a half game ahead of everybody else, they end up being the fourth seed. And we know the circumstances around there, the tragedy that happened on campus, Uh, but uh, they are the four seed. They're obviously playing very inspired basketball right now. Uh, As far as all the teams, they could play hypothetically after Northwestern, because I think they can win both. I think Northwestern has extreme. They've cooled off extremely. Again, this I don't want to say this because I know they're working hard. I I know they want to play for better seating. But subconsciously, you have to think that there's just this sense of complacency for Northwestern because this is the first time they've even been guaranteed a spot in the NCAA tournament. This is the second appearance for the program. This is the first time since 2014. So I got to imagine again for teams like Illinois and Northwestern who are like, you know what? We're here. Uh, We're, you know, let's move maybe from in Illinois case, a seven seed to a six seed Uh, in the case of Northwestern, maybe a five back to a four, maybe even a three, if they were really to go on a tear there. But I, I just think Penn state, like I said, they're, Snuck out, you know, snuck out with some close wins, but they're they're a much different team here. Uh, And even still, they, like you mentioned, playing against Indiana, it's better than Purdue. They get to I think the best part about this path for the Big Ten tournament is the fact that they avoid Purdue for as long as they do.
1: Yeah, I thought that was huge. I mean, when I was looking at all the seeding and what Penn State can do, I'm like, if you're getting to Chicago, you want to avoid that 8-9 game because you're playing into Purdue. Obviously, if you're a Penn State fan, you're like, well, don't even worry about that. Just win the games because you need all the wins yeah. you can get. they are able to avoid that, get the 10 seed, now you're playing on that bottom half of the bracket. You won't see Purdue until the Big Ten Championship if you get that far. So it's got to feel good about Penn State. They're the team that Penn State, I, you just can't match up with if you're Penn State. The shooting they have on the outside, the way they play defense, and Zach. Jack is a mismatch nightmare for every team, especially Penn State, who's very weak on the interior. So, I mean, if you're Penn State, you avoid that. You get to play on the bottom half against, as I said, teams. Every team down on that half of the bracket, Penn State has beaten this year, so you got to feel good. It's just about putting it all together. It's not going to be easy. You know, this Illinois game is going to be very hard. Northwestern game was an overtime game, so you, that's going to be a very difficult game as well. Indiana, we said they beat them by 19. That's a very different Indiana team now than they were then. Maryland, they split the season series took a buzzer beater in their last game and then of course nebraska beat penn state and then minnesota was a very close game when they were out in minnesota so all those matchups that penn state could possibly have are going to be very difficult but they've got to feel confident just because they have done it and they have beaten those teams
0: Adam, I hope you have your sleepers and your upset picks ready to go, because let's look at the overall Big Ten tournament. Unless Penn State, again, is one of your uh, sleeper teams to actually make it all the way through. Uh, We do have another sponsor for today's episode, and that is FanDuel. FanDuel has the midway point of the NBA season in action. It's here. Now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, the number one sportsbook in America, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on all your favorite NBA bets from the core markets, like spread, money line, total, player props, points, rebounds, assists, and exclusive bets like the two-by-three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance for the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Adam Sheets over on the other side, Penn State Men's Basketball Insider. I am Zach Seiko, your host of Locked On Nittany Lions. Final segment as we look at the entirety of the big 10 tournament, the big 10 conference with 14 teams in it. Eventually is going to have 16 with USC and UCLA here, but not this time around. Not even the next is still, still 2024. That is when every, that's when the gangs all together. Uh, I like Penn state's path. Do you have any other sleepers? Because I do think Penn State is a legitimate sleeper team if they can get past Northwestern, and then I do think Maryland could upset. I can't get a read on this Indiana team, but is there anybody else that is maybe a lower seed, Adam, that you really like to make some noise in the Big Ten tournament?
1: Um, I think you know, I think we're on a collision course for Indiana, Purdue in the Big Ten championship, which obviously is one versus three. But I think you know, there's some teams that definitely can make some noise. And a team I'm looking at, you said about Maryland. I think they're losing their first game to Nebraska. I think Nebraska's been Whoa, one of the yeah. hottest teams in the Big Ten. They've been great. They played their way all the way up to pe- jumping Wisconsin and being the 11 seed. We're only yeah. a couple games back from being the 10 seed. They've played great. I think they're going to beat Minnesota, and I think just the way they've played, K-Sai Tominaga's been great. I mean, they've just had so, much, so many things go their way. They're one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. I think Maryland coming off that emotional tough loss to Penn State, losing back-to-back, also losing in Columbus to Ohio State. They're a team that is not played well when they're not in the Xfinity Center, so they have that they're trying to overcome. I think Nebraska, just that confidence, could win two games before falling to Indiana. And another team to watch just on the upper side of the bracket, I think Iowa is a very interesting team. You know, they're going to play – they play their first round matchup they'll get the winner of Wisconsin and Ohio State and then they'll get Michigan State who they just beat in overtime in one of the best games of the year with a huge comeback so I think they could win some games then they might get Purdue in that semifinal game, and that could be a very interesting matchup just the way Iowa can score and they're the team they won the Big Ten tournament last year so they have that experience going into this tournament in Chicago so I think there's two teams Iowa Nebraska and then obviously as we said Penn State's got a very favorable matchup as well in their path maybe to try to make a run so there's three teams penn state nebraska and iowa just to watch out for here in chicago
0: absolutely uh, minnesota I, i'm not taking them to I, I just think i think they'll definitely give nebraska fits because mm-hmm. they're getting healthy at the right time this is a team i know they're the worst in the big 10 uh they're one of the worst uh i would say power five teams in, in all of college basketball this year but between covid games canceled guys legitimately being hurt they're finally healthy, and they can kind of just be loose, right? They really have nothing to play for. And in these postseason type of settings, down the stretch of the season, those are the most dangerous teams. So I think Minnesota can do it. I think they can beat a Nebraska. But at the very least, they're going to keep it close. Obviously, I like Ohio State. The analytics Mm -hmm. say that Ohio State is a a very good team. I I think they beat Wisconsin. I also think they can upset Illinois. I think it's when they get to Michigan State, who's going to play some motivated basketball here, uh, that they fall out of the tournament. Uh, I don't think Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament. I I genuinely don't. Uh, Freshmen, all freshmen backcourt, right? Uh, that's, and that's, I think Purdue's a team that's actually going to get upset in the field of 64 as well. I I don't think they're a team that's going to go that deep. I can see them out maybe in the sweet 16, uh, just because of that inexperience where you need it the most. You don't, how many teams do you see with this electrifying front court, make these dominant runs anymore? You don't, you see the teams that are very senior heavy in the backcourt that have that all around do everything type of star guard. The last time I can think of is the Kentucky teams with, you know, and and that team didn't even win that had the uh, DeMarcus cousins and and everybody else, you know, strangely enough, Uh, Anthony Davis won, but that was, you know, a decade ago here. So, but I I think about that team that back in 2015, that lost to Wisconsin and what was Wisconsin, they didn't have some dominant center. They were all across the backcourt and they had Frank Kaminsky. Uh, But in this case for Purdue, If they had some veterans in the backcourt, I I think they, and that will show up in the big 10 tournament. So my bold prediction is that Purdue does not win the big 10 tournament, even though they are the favorite, Uh, I can see a Michigan state winning it, that that would be my kind of sleeper pick. And then Indiana just kind of by process of elimination, I don't think Penn state gets past Indiana. I don't think Northwestern, if they were to beat Penn state. Uh, So I think I can see an Indiana, Michigan state in the big 10 championship and, and Michigan state ultimately wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very interesting field. I think Coach Shrewsbury alluded to this. This is going to be a great week of basketball in Chicago. Everybody can beat everybody. It's going to be a great series, great bunch of games. Everyone's going to be very competitive with each other. You're looking at Purdue in an upset. they got to play Michigan. Michigan's been very competitive with them. Michigan or Rutgers. That's where I I can see them losing. They've got some very competitive games. You're just looking at it. Indiana's going to have to play Maryland, who Maryland beat Indiana earlier this year if Maryland ends up winning that game they have in the first round. So there's just so many interesting matchups. If Indiana wins and they play Northwestern, Northwestern swept Indiana this year. So yeah. you've got so many interesting matchups you're going to see in this Big Ten tournament. No matter who gets through, it's going to be a war of attrition out there in Chicago, and just the healthiest team will survive. I do like Michigan State; they're playing some of their best basketball of the year as well. So they're, as you said, them and Iowa is going to be a great matchup if they get to play each other, or it's Ohio State who Michigan State just beat. But the Spartans are playing their best ball at the right time. No surprise, Tom Izzo's always got his team right when it comes to. March. so it's gonna be a very interesting field out in chicago anybody can win it and that's what makes it so exciting this year
0: once again thanks for making locked on netany lines your first listen and watch every single day check out locked on college basketball for all your march madness everything you need to know about college basketball in one place plus you get to hear from big name experts insiders players and coaches that is locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts let us know in the comments your picks for the Big Ten tournament, how far you think Penn State will make it, uh, what they need to do to firmly solidify the spot in the NCAA tournament because that's all that matters. Uh, I think once they beat Illinois, I, I really don't care what they do in the Big Ten tournament because that <laughs> guarantees, at least for me, that they're. I think mm-hmm. they're in it, but they can obviously boost the resume. Adam, of course, as always, before I let you go, where can people keep up with your work as the Nittany Lions
1: in a couple of days here are going to be playing some very important basketball? Yep, at Sheets Adam on Twitter as Penn State tries to continue to maneuver their way through March Madness.
0: All right, thanks for the preview, Adam, and then can't wait for our next conversation when we hopefully recap a win. Yep, thanks, Zach. Always a pleasure.